Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome in to this edition of the Opening Kickoff Podcast. We are back. We took our week off. We are all well-rested and ready to go. I'm Dave Stonewood. i got my guys Peyton Gerard and Brandon Stevens here with you. It'll be a sports whip around this week. We're going to touch on a lot of sports topics in a short amount of time as we try to get you caught up on what's going on in the NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs, and, of course, the NFL always dominates this time of year. The NFL had their schedule release this week. And that is what our opening kick topic is this week, is the NFL schedule release. And I will start with our my guy, Brandon Stevens. Brandon, did you care at all about the schedule release on Thursday night? Uh, not really. Like, not necessarily. I was really only looking for, like, when we played the Ravens. Um, and that was really all I cared about. Um, you know, it. It was cool to see like some of the stuff that they did, but I mean, outside of that, I had had no. I wasn't coming in looking for anything in particular outside of the Ravens. Peyton, same question to you because I, I'm with you guys. I'm with you. I, I personally did not care. You knew who the opponents were, and I always look at it like you look where the bye week is for the team you root for because that is so pivotal when that bye week comes, and then you count the number of primetime games. Other than that, I don't care. Who it is, I don't care to stretch because you knew who the opponents were going to be. Where do you stand on it, Peyton? Um, you know, I'm happy. Um, I think um, our schedule is pretty balanced. Um, it's, it's, I don't want to say it's not, like, incredibly hard, um, you know. But uh, basically, like, the bye week falls week nine, so that's kind of like what you want, right? Yeah. Like, middle of the pack, kind of close – you don't want it too I think late, almost right? Like, I think anything after week eight, you're happy with. I think anything before that, it's because you leave yourself with more games on the back end of the schedule you have to play. Yeah, without I a mean, I, like, I always like Ravens, Steelers, at least one of them being like 16, 17, 18. I, like, I think it adds like, you know, I'm a big, love the theatrics of it. Um, but I mean, opening up week one against the Bengals, you know, I mean, I'm a big believer in the Super Bowl slump, so maybe we'll catch uh, catch Burrow a little lacking. Maybe they'll be a little, you know, they they'll act like, you know, well they'll act like Carson Palmer and all them, and you know <laughs> what T.J. Hushmanzada and all them did, and that's cute. You know, they didn't win anything. Um, neither is Joe Burrow, but um, let's see what happens. We play the Bills. I think is that on the schedule? I don't play the Bucks. Yeah. Um. Play the Bills week five. That'll be interesting. Don't know how that's going to play out. We'll see. But, um, you know, yeah, how I, I feel like, I mean, we thought we did last year too, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know. Yeah, you, you know, you called us hey, before hey, we got, you called us before I, we got in the, in the full gear. You know, 
Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm trying to catch now. What do you mean? That's what I'm trying to <laughs> five do. weeks in, I hope we're ready. Five I'm, weeks. In. I mean, I'm going to give you what four, maybe five losses. I'm going to try to catch. I'm going to try to be one of them. You know. Uh, um, but uh, no, I, I really it, it was. I, we have a pretty easy schedule on paper, at least right now. You know how things shake up. Did any of you guys see Warren Sharp's uh, thing he posted about? It's not who you play; it's when you play him. No, I think uh, I no, um, I don't think I did. I, basically, it kind of talks about the whole schedule thing you're saying, like who cares, right? But if you look at it, like it's actually pretty interesting about like breaking down like when teams get really hot traditionally, like things like that. It took on a bunch of factors. It's good. It's kind of cool to look at your own team and see like what's going on. But yeah, I don't know. Football's football. Spot the ball. That's uh, that's how I feel about it. Spot the ball. I, I I look at it like this. I think what's cool about it is seeing the different social media's teams and how they present the schedule. I think they get a lot of have a lot of fun with it. I always kind of look to the primetime games because the primetime games are always the games where it's like, okay, there's nothing else on. Is this a game that I is must see that I'm going to make time to see this game? Or is it a game that I can casually come in and out of? And what we expected, considering that you bring in um, Amazon Prime and you give them a great schedule for Thursday night. Which, by the way, does having a great schedule on Thursday night make you guys more likely to get Amazon Prime? I mean, who doesn't have Amazon Prime? Yeah, I already have it. Do you but not have if it? I didn't, does your family have it? Someone's got to have it, you know. I still have uh, from Stevenson. <laughs> yeah, I mean that doesn't surprise me. I, was, that, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think I might still have one, but I, I look at it like I don't. I don't think in the long term you're going to be successful streaming. Oh, I, I think that you have to. I had. I think it has to be on linear TV because there was. I was reading last week the numbers, and we're not talking about it this week, but baseball started Sunday afternoon games on Peacock. Well, the first game was on NBC, and the game had 1.5 million viewers. Total, 50,000 were on Peacock. So I'm interested to see what the numbers were for the last week's game because that was a solely Peacock game. I don't think you're going to have as many people as Amazon Prime would like to think go over to just a streaming site. I think you have to get given an option sort of like you did in the past with the NFL network, Amazon prime Fox, whatever, where it's a collaboration. I think if it's solely on one thing and it's a streaming service, I don't think you're going to get the fans that you think you will get. Uh, I don't know, man. I think like how many people do you know that cut their cable? Not a lot. See, I know Especially am I in the age of like the viewership for the NFL, and they still have cable 100%. See, I, I'm always going to be cable through and through. I won't watch anything on delay. I think it's insane that people are able to like rationalize doing that. Like someone in your group chat, one a buddy, a family member, someone's going to ruin something big for you one day if you're living on delay, right? Like, you know what I mean? So I, I see that point. Like, I'll never go away from cable, right? But, like, I know, like, I mean, all the people I'm friends with, like, they all, for the most part, cut cable. They use, like, Fubo or whatever the fuck that is. And, like, um, 
YouTube TV, like half the people I work with don't even like have cable. They just use that. So I think it's like, I don't know what the number is of people who like over the last couple of years have cut, cut the cord or whatever. But like, I know my mom was thinking about it, I think at one point and my, I'm sure my dad was like, absolutely not. That's an insane idea. Cause me and him are the same way. I'm not rewatching something on delay. Like I know people would do that and it's insane. I mean, there's a delay on cable as well. Yeah, but like it ain't it ain't thirty seconds yeah. a minute. It ain't like thirty seconds a minute is a big thing, right? Actually, in sports, because you're that's a whole play you're missing. Well, yeah, yeah. And like and, and anything else, right? Or two, depending on how quickly a play is done. So, I think I'm curious to see because I think this is an experiment. Because we've seen it with baseball. We know hockey did it with the new TV deal. The NBA sort of hasn't done it yet, but I'm sure that I'm sure if it works for the NFL, which is the biggest sports property, the most exciting, if it works for them, then I think you'll see everyone else go. If it doesn't work for the NFL, I bet you you start to see some adjustments made in TV deals. I'm just saying, I think that's where we go. Yeah, uh, it almost I, makes you wonder how like they do it in soccer, where you have like eighty different leagues to watch on like four hundred different channels. Like, how do they make that work every week, every day? Really, like, I have no idea. It's uh, like you can watch like a, a lot of game. games on like Paramount Plus. There's a couple like on Hulu, but everything else is mainly like through cable. And I mean, a lot of that stuff you can't. I like, obviously you can't watch it in the states. So it's like, there's, you know, I, I know of four or five different websites for you to watch like German soccer, like <laughs> on a random Tuesday afternoon. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> like I don't, I don't know how they make that work, and I don't know how honestly how it's gonna work in the NFL. I mean, you have when you think about the the age group that is, you know probably dominating in the NFL. Like, it's obviously people older than us. How many of them know how to work technology, period? And now you have to get them to, like, sign up for a streaming service, have something to, A, watch that streaming service on, B, know how to use it, and, like, try to, like, rationalize, you know, them spending, you know, what it, what is it, $15 a month, maybe? Mm-hmm. To, to only watch football on Thursdays, one day a week. Give me some comments on the thing. <laughs> so, like, I think right. you have to kind of, you got to, you gotta, you have to put it on cable. There's, there's no way you can just leave it on the, on the streaming service. Right. Now, the way I understand it from what I read is it is available in local markets for the team. So, like, if the Steelers are playing on Thursday night, it is available locally to people within that TV market. Everybody else has to watch it on Amazon Prime. Mm. So there is no other option. So like for the Ravens, when the Ravens play on Thursday night against the Buccaneers in week eight, it'll be available on one of the local TV channels. But like Peyton, if you wanted to watch it, you would have to watch it Amazon Prime. No other way to watch it. I just I don't think that's gonna be successful. If that we'll makes see. sense, I think it. I, I we will, and if it works, then in five years, I think most sports is going to be streaming only, because I think that's where everybody thinks this is going. If it I doesn't, what the benefit is that 
like the benefit of all those big networks doing that is there a benefit to them now you know what i mean like is it easier like you know what i mean like do they need less cameras like i wonder i wonder that like aspect do they need a do they need the exact same things i wonder like I mean, like you said, I'm sure a lot of people like ESPN, CBS, they're all going to be watching to see how this goes. And they figure out it's, it's way easier and it saves us a lot of money and we'll make more money. Like, like let's do it. And we've it, been it, trying to phase out cable for so long, you feel like, right? It's it's at least been like 10 years and it still hasn't gone anywhere. Like cable is still like widely popular. So like I don't I don't I just don't see this working. Yeah, I agree. A little bit. Yeah, I I, I I I think eventually like eventually either the dam's gonna break and streaming is gonna take over or everybody's gonna kinda come back and realize okay, cable isn't as bad as I thought it was because it gives us so many options and so many ways to watch stuff where we don't have that with streaming because we have to pay for one service and this service and that yep. service and it all adds up to be the same that's exactly. where that's why this is so interesting because if there's any sport that can make it work it is the nfl because of how popular it is but if they don't see the numbers it ain't gonna happen uh, just plain and simple we're gonna go back to cable and it will be available for people that stream but there will also be a cable component to it and the MLB what? know they were dead wrong for trying that too. By the way, like, come on, man, <laughs> come on. Your 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 median age is like fifty plus watching baseball. Comes, like, it always comes back to baseball, the problem child of America. <laughs> <laughs> they was dead wrong Listen, for that. They had no business trying it. No, and, and like now, and look, I'm a baseball guy, and then we're we're gonna dive into the NA, in, NBA and NHL. I'm a baseball guy. It pisses me off, truthfully, that like three nights out of the week, one game's on YouTube TV, one game's on Apple Plus, which they lie about the Apple Plus thing. And I don't have an Apple Plus account, but they say it's free. It was only free for April. Now you have to pay the full Apple TV price to just watch a game. Got to read that fine print. Got to read that fine print, Dave. And then, and then Peacock, you know. Well, I don't have an Apple TV, and I. I I won't give in until it becomes the only option to watch sports. I have a Peacock account, but that's for another reason. And then the Peacock thing, yes, Yellowstone exactly. and, and um, a couple other things. Um, but then the Peacock thing, it's only available on Peacock, and that's Sunday morning. So it's like, well, three days out of your week where you could watch some other teams play baseball that you don't typically get to see, it is gone because – it's only on streaming services and everybody else is backed out. And that does get frustrating. And that's why right. I wonder how is it going to go with the NFL? Like we had one of the damn games overseas is an ESPN plus game. I think the Broncos yeah, and the Jaguars. Exactly. So, so it's like. I have ESPN plus because I'm a degenerate. Well, but in your defense, you do watch a hockey team that does not play in your state. True. So ESPN Plus gives you that ability. But still, I mean, how many other people don't have ESPN Plus that now are like, you mean to tell me to see one motherfucking game? I got to buy this? It is pretty cheap. I will say that. It's only five bucks a month. 
And I and think I'm not you get it, it is Hulu. Maybe. Still, I think so. Like the uh, but premium. I think, it's like, I think it's like 15 or something a month. Which, again, is not terrible. But if you also have like four or five other subscriptions, yeah, that adds up pretty quickly to almost where you're like, why don't I just pay what I pay with cable and get it all for one? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I just I don't see this working out for sports. There's just no way. No. All right. Let's transition to the NBA. We've got two games left. We were in the conference finals in the Eastern Conference. It's the Miami Heat versus Boston Celtics. Brandon's team that we'll talk about in a moment. And in the West, it is the Dallas Mavericks and the Golden State Warriors. But first, we got to talk about the teams that lost, that did not advance. Brandon, out of the teams that did not advance, whose loss stung the worst? Out of the Bucks, the Suns, the uh, Sixers, or the Memphis Grizzlies? No, the Suns, easily. I mean, they yeah. lost by like 50, <laughs> 50 at home. Yeah. And they struggled against two like lower-seeded teams. This was just an embarrassing postseason for that team just in general. Um, I think that's the very obvious answer. I think if you don't want me to give you the Suns, I'm, I think I'm going to say the Bucks just because, you know, Giannis has such a, a, a dominating postseason. Um, and they felt like they probably could have went all the way again had they had uh, Chris Middleton. But, you know, injuries were a reason, you know, that they kind of made it to where they were last year. So, when the shoe is on the other foot, can't you know you can't go crying now. Yeah, I, I I agree. I think everyone else is like you're. Re- they were reaching to like make it to the conference finals. I mean, I I, I mean the Bucks. I kind of see Brandon's point, but like he said, like Milton was out. But yeah, I mean, Luka Doncic just dismantled that look. He like it was always just like disrespect. It was kind of disrespectful at one point, like not a bad way, like a good way, like. He was out there, like, I mean, I don't even know what to put it into words. Like, what he did on Sunday night was, like, disgusting. Yeah. So then I'm going to ask – go ahead, Brandon. Uh, we, we have to talk about, at some point in this show, how why – how have the Phoenix Suns made themselves so unlikable? Like, everybody on that team, I think, is unlikable. Yeah, well, you, got, uh, you, got, you got Crowder. People don't like him. Um, Chris Payne, Payne, Booker. Now people are starting to turn on Devin Booker. They, they, yeah, a little bit. They've also so they're just kind of like a soft Detroit Pistons from like the nineties, right? Yeah, just easy to hate them. Yeah, I don't hate it. Like last, you know, it's weird though. Last year I didn't hate them, but well, yeah. Is it is it fair to say though? And let's play. Is it fair to say that the Phoenix Suns got a little full of themselves after winning the title? And oh, I'm being sorry. In the finals? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Being in the finals. My my apologies. Did they? Too much. I, I I but I think that I think that's what happened. I think they got full of themselves. Like, hey, we are this great team. We are expected to come out of the Western Conference. We're going to play like that. That just doesn't endear you to other teams in the NBA. I mean, we we saw the video of LeBron James uh, way back in, I think it was like December or January, on the bench telling the Suns, you need to kind of keep your head about yourself. 
I kind of think that's why everybody turned on Phoenix is Phoenix kind of got this. Yeah, we're good. We're the next great NBA dynasty. Even though we didn't win last year, we're going to let you know how good we are. and We expect mm-hmm. to be here. And I just think that just rubbed everybody in the NBA circles and all the fans the wrong way is you haven't done what you're acting like you did. You're acting yep. like you won the title without actually winning the title. Yep. That's, I mean, that's that's it to a T right there. I mean, they talk so much. They were unable to back up their talk. I mean, you, you look at all these these off-the-court antics that they have, and again, I'm not against people, you know, having fun in this league, but, I mean, you're having a, like, makeshift gym after winning games in, in opposing arenas. Um, you know, you got these, like, minute-long videos of people dancing around and dapping each other up before the games. It's like, all right, man, like, if y'all going to do all of this, at least, you know, win something – or or make an attempt to but and not no, no, struggle no, no. against you gotta the, win something. It's not try, it's you gotta. I mean, yeah, if you're gonna be doing all that, I mean, I feel like you should at least make a conscious effort, not struggle against the Pelicans and the Maverick and lose to the Maverick. Now, in fairness, we do have to be partial here because Dan will call us out for it. Dallas is playing above their skis. I mean, they really are. With Luca going down, Luca is on another level. Now, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing with Dallas is Luca can have forty a night if he wants to. The key part of the Mavericks is: are the role players gonna hit the shots that Luca creates for them? If the, mm-hmm. it's like a simple flow chart, right? If you put that in a flow chart. If you go yes, they win the game. If you go no, they lose. I don't care how many points Luca has. Luca can have mm-hmm. 50 a night. If Dinwiddie, Kleber, Finney Smith, all of those guys aren't hitting the shots that he creates for them, it's done. It's over. They're going to lose every game if that's not the case. I agree. So, and here's my here's my question. As great as Luca is, can they beat Golden State, who – we asked Wes Goldberg a couple weeks ago from the Locked On NBA podcast and the Locked On Heat. I still think the Heat are, um, excuse me, the Warriors are playing some of the best basketball in the West. Like when they need to be great, they have that switch. Um, Can the Mavs pull this off? See, but I feel like that's not necessarily true for them this postseason. I mean, if you really want to talk about it, right, you're going to look at this last series against the Grizzlies, Steph Curry did not play well. Did not play well. Klay Thompson did not play well other than one game. These guys have kind of like dragged their feet throughout this playoffs. Like we haven't seen the Warriors of old really show up outside of maybe a couple games. Like this is not like they're dominating the West like they used to. When this was one of those things where whoever they come, you know, whoever they came against, you're thinking, all right, these guys have no chance. Like I'm thinking, really, anybody that they play has a chance to beat this basketball team. They're not as great as they have been on defense in in recent years. There's a lot of things that you can exploit with this team. I I think they're gonna win. I think they're gonna win this series, but I don't think it's gonna be the the four game blowout you know sweep that everybody is is assuming that it might be well uh, 
I agree semi with that, but I still think the Warriors have been underrated because we talked about Phoenix so much. The Warriors, I've thought all year, have been the class of the West when they want to be, when they need to be. And I'm not saying that they're going to sweep Dallas or they're going to roll in this series, but I think I just I don't see enough out of Dallas to think that when push comes to shove, they can match like Memphis was able to do at times. I think Dimwitty played great out of his mind. All the other role players you mentioned, Brandon, but Dallas runs so much through Luka. I, I where Golden State doesn't have to. I just don't see Dallas being able to match it come crunch time with Golden State, who doesn't need one sole person to win them games right now. Yeah, I mean, the Mavericks oh. don't really have to be that team either, though, Dave. Yeah. Like, and, I, and that's what I think people are just kind of – you don't have to – Luka doesn't have to put up 40 a night for them to win. It's like I said, they just got to make the shots. Uh, this guy is an elite – just a playmaker he's gonna draw the attention of the defense i mean i'm the best player on the court whenever i step on the court it's it's him and steph they're gonna be the two best players on the court like i i'm gonna command the the attention of the defense all you have to do is hit this shot you're gonna i'm gonna make sure that you're open and you're and you're gonna get a you're gonna get a great shot and then it's just like you know are you gonna hit it mm-hmm. i i like warriors and six but I agree with what Brandon said. Let's let's go over to the Eastern Conference side. Brandon, your Celtics playing the Miami Heat. That series gets underway as we are taping. Heat is Celtics are already down. Al Horford, Marcus Smart, short turnaround going against Miami Heat. What's your outlook as a fan and then being objective about the Celtics in this series? <laughs> yeah, nah, I mean Game one, unfortunately, is going to be a little hard, I think, uh, you know, not having Al, especially from a, a an offensive standpoint, not having Al, not having, you know, Marcus. We we are going to have to play Daniel Tice, which hurts my heart. Uh, and we're going to have to play Derek White, which also hurts my heart because, you know, he, he hasn't been able to find it offensively really since, like, the All-Star break. Um, it, it, I don't know. I this is going to be a, a a tightly contested series. I mean, it was the last time when I I think we had a, a far worse team on the court. Um, and really, the the real reason why they won that series is because we had to have Tice guard uh, Bam, and it's looking like that's going to have to happen again. Even though we are getting Rob back, but this is his first game back since the injury. Um, or since he's missed time due to the injury, um, not his first game back. But I don't know. I, I like us in six. Honestly, I I, I really do. Um, I, I could see it being another seven game series just because you know I, I have respect for the Heat. I got respect for for Jimmy and all of them. I think them missing Kyle Lowry is is something that they're they're they. I mean, it's not like he was playing well anyway in the games that he did play. I think he's. Really, only he's averaging like six, six and five on probably some of the worst efficiency I've ever seen in you know from a from a a basketball player in the playoffs, especially of a star of his caliber. So it's like 
you know, I don't really think he's going to make that that huge of a difference for that team. But obviously missing a guy that you brought in to make a difference and a guy who has experience in these situations is, is going to be huge. Um, but but I like us in six. I think our guys are, are, are ready. We're hungry. We're, we're, we are, we're on the toughest road. Like we had to play Katie and Kyrie, had to play the defending champs. Now we got to play the one seed. So, you know, I, I think we're out to, to prove something, and I think we're going to do it. Do we, hello? So, man? Uh, dropped out just a little bit on my end. I don't know whether it dropped out for Peyton or not, but. Nah, what, I, heard, I heard it all. Well, <laughs> dropped out for me. So that, that is what it is. It, must, it was a great take. I just missed it. I look at yeah, it like we'll this. Cut that Can the post, Celtics man. ride the momentum? Yeah. Can the Celtics ride the momentum on a short rest? I mean, the Heat have had time to rest. Can the Celtics carry that momentum with tired bodies into this series? If they can, Miami's in trouble because I don't think Miami can match if Boston's scoring goes off. I think if Miami can play a slowed-down physical pace, then they have success in this series because – the Celtics are banged up. I mean, Robert Williams is just coming back. Now you have Marcus Smart going to be out game one. Al Horford's in health and safety protocols. The, the Celtics are banged up, but can they ride that momentum? And if they can, Miami could have some issues. But I like this Miami team a lot. I think they win it in seven games. I'm sorry, Brandon. I think that they are just better than Boston if at playing their game. Sure. It's Brandon's like, okay, marking that down for the record. Peyton, yeah, you can't thoughts. wait to bring this one back up. I'm, ri- I'm, I'm ri- sure you. I'm going to ride with the Celtics. I'm a ri- I root for Brandon. That's basically all I got on it. All right. Hey, look, that's all we need. That's all we need. Also yeah. never, I've also never hated the Heat because I've always loved Pat Riley. I've always thought Eric Spolstra got like, well, he never got any credit for anything he's ever achieved. So, um, yeah, it would be cool to see him win, but I'll go Celtics. All right. So we're going to wrap up this podcast talking the last part about hockey. And Peyton and I, our teams had a classic. Seven games down to overtime. Peyton, I will give you first thoughts on the Ranger-Penguin series. And then we'll we'll go through some other things because I want to touch on uh I want to touch on the Maple Leafs after a uh, abysmal even, series that they hey, had. You don't even hey look talk about them. They worth no, we got they, they are Philly sports in America. <laughs> oh, oh. I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. No, oh, I, you have I, I, one of the best players in the entire league that's getting paid very well, plays, doesn't show up when he needs it, does what he needs to, but doesn't carry anyone else around him. Doesn't, you know, I'm not going to lie. Why do people, keep, I'm not bringing it back to basketball, but I'm just going to ask this real quick. Why do people keep paying James Harden? Well, James well, Harden just, James Harden just got, washed like that's a recent development okay that's not like something that has always been true okay but if someone gave him like a hundred million dollars again like you'd be like all right nah this guy's 
Okay. All right. Just making sure. But anyways, back to them. Like, they have, I think, top five highest played players. I think they have two or three. I think in the top ten, they have three. That's what it is. And What's they the have lost. Two? Well, they got Mitch Marner. They oh, got, I forget more. Got a big deal. Got robbed. Did you see that? He got carjacked by like three dudes, like in ski mask. And they took his Range Rover. Like, I'm like that's doesn't sound like Canada. But uh, anyways, uh, yeah, like there's no reason to talk about that. Like they're they're just they're nothingness. They are a disappointment. They are they are sad people. This is why Connor McDavid is you know carrying around a shit bag team, like. Yeah, you know, unless you want to talk about, but they're they, they are five. How many years is it now? It feels like five or six. They haven't won a Stanley Cup since nineteen sixty four. Yeah, um, I, I find them fascinating because of everything you said, and I feel like Edmonton now avoids this because they've won the series. Now, admittedly. If we're going to be fair, and let's call a spade a spade, the LA Kings are not on the level of the Tampa Bay Lightning. They the did Kings, what the Rangers did. They overachieved a year ahead, but they just fell yeah, short. Exactly the difference with a veteran goaltender versus a younger superstar goaltender. But I don't know, I don't know how you fix this in Toronto. Because you've added more stars. You've added better players. And it hasn't worked. But it feels like if you blow this up, the way the Eastern Conference is, I mean, you're going to be a bad team for a while. You got Boston. You got Florida. Montreal is probably going to bounce back a little bit next year because they've got some young talent. Um, Buffalo. I mean, a Metropolitan alone makes it tough to even consider unless you are Tampa or Florida. That you have a chance to come out of the Eastern Conference. I still like, got the Kings. If you're Toronto, I, I don't know what you can do to remedy this. And I, we'll get to that because I, I, I'm I'm agreeing with you. I agree with you on that take. But if you look at where Toronto stands and where the Eastern Conference is, I I don't I don't know you can if you can tear it down that you'll see the success that you think you'll have. And I don't see I don't see adding more stars is going to make this better at this point where everything stands. How about this? Why do they not? Who is their coach right now? I can't think of his name. Here's this. Why don't they fire that guy? And with me, why don't they fire Barry? Why don't they hire Barry Trotz? Let's see, I, I, I mean, I heard that. These are the, that, these are that the caps. Was a, these I, are the caps on steroids. Like that whole like they couldn't beat the Penguins. They their problem is they can't even get out of the first round. It doesn't even matter who you put them out there with. This is like that on steroids. Like I don't know why you don't even consider it. Like you should. Are you okay? Your eyes. I don't know if anyone, no one can see this, but Dave is Dave is not okay. His eyes are breaking on him. It looks like Alex. Allergy season is hitting me very hard right now. Um, but Barry but, Trotz, why not? But you know what? I don't. I think Barry Trotz is going to Vegas. I because it's too much of a coincidence that Barry Trotz gets fired, and three days later, Peter DeBoer loses his job. 
And, and like, it, too much of a coincidence. In, in the but if you're Toronto, I go back to you had Mike Babcock and you did the same thing. Now, I think Barry Trotz is better than Mike Babcock, but you've tried to go with the great head coach route. And it still didn't work. So that's where I'm like, Toronto, it feels like they've tried everything. And the only thing left is tear this down. But if you tear this down, you're going to be a bad team for a while in that Eastern Conference. I just, I think that's where it stands. I agree. Um, now, you're, the Penguins, let's talk about Pittsburgh. Because yeah, I, I'll, 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 I'd look at it from this. There's a portion of it that you have to say that you got really fortunate considering you were down to your third string goaltender that Louis Domingue stood on his head yes. and was able to get you there. And I know people are going to say 3-1 collapse and all the jokes that will come with it. It was a miracle we were out 3-1, to be honest. I, I was going to, I didn't want to say it because I didn't want it to come across as being a Raider fan saying we were just lucky, but there were a lot of breaks that went the Penguins' way, I thought, early in this series that everything sort of shifted back on them. Louis Domingue was great, but then you got a scouting report on Louis Domingue, figured out where you could beat him, which was top-shelf club side. He was a little vulnerable. And then some of the stars for the Rangers took over. And, and look, Igor Shosturkin could not continue to play at that horrendous of a level. That he did early in the series. It was, it was, it was, it was getting to the point where you wondered: Is his playoff performance going to be so bad? Can he? Can, is he going to like somehow lose this like the goalie of the year award? Like I started thinking, like, like are they just going to take that from him? You know what I mean? Like it was really bad. Um, I don't. I have one question: Do you think like I'm not calling you because you're knowledgeable, but do you think most of the people that were in Madison Square Garden are idiots? That were watching the game. Because I like, I mean, thought game seven at least, they were booing every five seconds a guy, you know, got hit into the boards or fell to the ice on his own regard. Like, they're just like screaming. Like, it's like they've never watched hockey. I've never, I actually never seen anything like it, like a fan base like that. I think what happened is it turned into a spectacle. And mm -hmm. when, it, when things become a spectacle, it's like when you go to opening day of a baseball game or, uh, the Super Bowl, you have less of the diehard fans that go and more of the I want to go because it's an event. It's a thing yeah. to be. And I think that, that's what happened in Game 7 because, look, were there things that I watched that I had issues with? Absolutely. But I'm not booing every five seconds because of something that happened in the game. Mm -hmm. I had never known the rule about where Montreal can or Toronto can call in and stop play yeah, and call a goal that wasn't called on the ice. That was new. Uh, I, I didn't, I, I, I've seen that like twice. Kinda, it was actually with the Pens. It was like two years. It was like when we went on the run, like in college, like I remember when we were playing Ottawa and they, were, they skated for like a full minute. Like it was like a long, and out of nowhere they just blew a whistle on. I was like you probably. I was like, like they're gonna review this for a goal. I'm like a minute later. Like they just let them. I guess it's probably like one of the better ways to do it, right? Like you just 
You don't mess up with the flow of the game. You let it continue, and then if they see it fit, they'll stop it. I, I mean, I like it. it. It was just it caught me, and in the moment, the problem with the rule that I see is it's going dis- to it disrupts momentum, which we all know is so vastly important. But honestly, there's one rule that needs to be, I think needs to be fixed. It's the net coming dislodged, but yet we're still counting the goal. Because it happened a couple times, and it didn't just happen to the Rangers. There was one that happened to Pittsburgh when the net got dislodged. That rule needs yeah. to be if the net comes loose, no matter what, play's over. Play needs to stop. Because then I don't think you can objectively call it. I do think if, like, your player knocks it off, and the oppose, I think that's kind of like the point of it, though. I think that's that that's where the line has to be though. Because if I I mean I'll just knock the goal off. You know what I mean? Like people just do that. You know what I mean? And goalies can get a penalty for interference if they start leaning that skate a little too heavy and it keeps coming off. They'll give them like a warning or two and then be like, Look, you do it again, like we're gonna call you for a two minute penalty. All right. Well, let's we've talked enough about the past. Let's get into the four series left. I want to ask Brandon. Brandon, how much hockey have you watched? I uh, watched the last two games of the uh, Rangers and uh, Penguins, and that was really that. about it. Yeah, I, I just I just that. wanted to see what was going to happen between the group chat. That was really about it. I, yeah, I no that down. we were kind of we were kind of me and Dave kind of like just stopped talking shit because like. After, like, the first game or second, I was like, nah, I don't really want to do this. I'm not going to get ahead of myself here. Crosby well, being out was also a killer. I, I do think that was well, I Truthfully, I didn't. Now, look, was it a nasty hit? Yes. But, I, I, I mean, we've seen worse not get called. Uh, I mean, yeah. what, what made that hit worse? And I saw a lot of reaction of, oh, this is why the NHL and they never call this. Look, it's hockey. We're going to see nasty hits like that. Truba did have his elbow fly at times, but I watched the one with Crosby. That was not as intentional as everybody made it out to be. He was going for the puck. Crosby leaned over. I, I mean, could Truba have avoided hitting Crosby in the head? Yes. But in the moment, you're not thinking, oh, the guy behind me is going for the puck. I need to make sure I don't elbow him in the face. It's I'm going for the puck. We're in the playoffs. I got to do what I got to do to get the puck and get it out. I'm like, we we need to understand severity when we talk about sports and look at like hockey hits and really determine what's a dirty hit and what isn't. And I didn't think the Truba hit on Crosby was dirty. It would just look bad because Crosby got knocked out for two games and put the momentum of the series. But if Crosby, let's say, sprains his ankle to the point that he can't skate, are we going to blame the ice? Like, that's where we need to draw a line when we talk about these hits. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, I I think the only reason I thought it was a little suspect is because I think I think everyone knows Crosby has head issues. He has a lot of history of concussions. So it makes you think. Um, I don't, I, I just, I, I'm not really worried about like the aspect of like, was it dirty or not? I just know like, I mean, him being out was just devastating. I mean, 
Well, right, we were up 2-0 whenever he got hurt in that game. And then, I mean, out of nowhere, we got outscored 4-1. Yeah, like, it just it, 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 it matters. You know what I mean? And like Malkin isn't Malkin isn't Malkin of the past. Crosby's still Crosby, but you know it, it's weird. Like P, hockey isn't like a, a me sport. It definitely is team. But when a guy like that goes off and he does so much around the ice and makes so many plays for like Jake Gensel and the D and you know his puck handling, like it just kills you. So I mean, it is what it is. Um, I think Mike Sullivan did did the best he could. I think. His stare, because when he took that retaliation penalty, I think he could have killed him with it. I think he could have murdered him. When Imagine coming out of the penalty box. You see across the ice, your coach is staring you all the way down. Like you're like you're this little child, and you, you got caught, caught out after dark. And he's like, get back in this house. He's like, get back in here. How dare you? How fucking dare you? Which also, like... <laughs> I also was kind of mad they called it because, like, he had the puck, and it wasn't, like, a bad hit, but whatever. Fuck it. It's over. I don't think the Rangers stand a chance going forward, but we'll see. Well, let's start with that game. Rangers play the Hurricanes, the best team in the Metropolitan. I agree with you. I think Carolina comes out of the East. I think the only way the Rangers could even pull off the upset is Igor Shesterkin be the regular season dominant Igor Shesterkin. But I, I, I see if you're Carolina, you have to watch that series and say, watch the Rangers against the Penguins and say, you can't get relaxed against this Rangers. And Carolina doesn't. And that's, I think, the difference in the series where I thought at times Pittsburgh took their foot off the gas and it opened the door for the Rangers to kind of come back into the series and come back into some games with some fluky goals and got some momentum. I don't see Rod Brindamore allowing his team to do that. Not saying that Mike Sullivan did, but you could just see in those games Pittsburgh get relaxed, and that's when the Rangers would come back. If Carolina keeps the foot on the throat, they can really dominate this series. Rangers' only hope has to be Igor plays at the level that he was, the, the Venza Trophy winner that we all think he will be at the beginning of this playoffs. If he does that, then I think the Rangers have a chance because I think they have some scoring that can match Carolina. But if he is what we saw in the Pittsburgh series, Carolina could run right through. Brandon, your thoughts? Yeah, man, look, I, I'm, I'm riding with the Rangers, man. You know, I think... Oh. Uh, hey. That's why my favorite colors. Yeah, I can we... you and you just... Okay. <laughs> is your team not out of this? Like, like why can't hey, we? I mean, you're gonna root for the team that knocked me out. Yeah, I mean, you know, we gotta support each other, Peyton. I think that's that's what's really important here. I suppose. <laughs> you know, right. I, I gotta ride. I gotta Peyton, ride with New York. I'm sorry. Well, that's we avoid the dreaded. Uh, Everybody picked one team, which means the opposite, which actually now I kind of wish you'd pick Carolina as a Ranger fan that that had happened. But we'll ignore that. It's over. He said it. It's done. It's over. He did it. It is. It is. Tampa Bay and Florida in the Battle of Florida. Now, as we're taping, one period is in the book. Florida is up one to nothing over Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. 
we talked about with Dave McCarthy. Didn't look great coming into the postseason. Tough seven-game series. Florida, I think, surprised everybody with how lackluster they played at times against Washington. Who was without? They are. But was without Tom Wilson, who was really having a great year for the Capitals. What do you make of this series, Peyton? Um, I, I mean, I'm a ride with Tampa. Like I like I like what a lot of people have been saying, like Gretzky and like all the TNT guys. Also, TNT, they do it so good, so much better than ESPN. Um, but like, I, I, I'm gonna go with the champ until you're beat. You're still the champ, right? You know what I mean? So, um, you know, Dave, he has never lost back-to-back games in the playoffs ever. And that, to me, is absurd. Considering they lose, they win the next one. They lose, win the next one. Or they'll win two in a row. Lose one, win, win whatever. Like, that's literally how it goes. It's insane to think about. But I'm going to go with them. You know, they may lose one game here, whatever. But, I mean, I, I still like them. They play good hockey, dude. They play – they know exactly what they're doing. Um, I always forget their coach's name. He looks like he should be on Wall Street. Um is it John? Uh, John, John Cooper. John Cooper, dude, that guy knows what he's doing with that team. He knows it like the back of his hand. Knows what to do to get him riled up, um, get him ready for games. So, I think I'm gonna go with Tampa. I will go Tampa because eventually Florida's defensive issues that were highlighted in the regular season, and you saw it a little bit, a little bit in that first round series with the Capitals. Is going to catch up with them, and I think it's here because I think Tampa Bay is just is just good. Now I think mm-hmm. this is probably the most beatable Tampa Bay team we have seen because they have not played at the level that we are used to. But I think they can get past Florida. Let's go over to the Western Conference. We're running a little low on time. Colorado had probably the easiest first round matchup, taking on Nashville without UC Soros. Now they get a St. Louis team. Peyton, do you think we oh, don't need it, bro? They've been playing golf. They've went to the beach and back twice. They're shit. They're just chilling. Ain't no way. <laughs> no way. I'm sorry. Cal, well, Cal- I'm, Car- I'm on Cal- Disgusting. Disgusting. And McKinnon. I mean, well, and and Landis God. I mean, like, and, and let's not, let's forget Darcy Kemper had an outstanding series, and if. If they can get enough goaltending to match the scoring, I mean, it's not hard to see why Colorado was the betting favorite for the Stanley Cup. Okay, now, right? What did you say? Uh, what's what's Ab's goalie's name? I always forget. Uh, Darcy Kemper. Kemper. Yeah, you just said is he, he's he's good now, right? With his eye. I believe so. I haven't heard anything that says he's not playing. Also, I don't know if it's good or bad, but the way hockey talks about injuries is like the guy could be like, they're like, yeah, he just got like, he could have got shot in the foot, you know, his leg amputated, all that. He, he like, what, how, how's he doing? How's Stamkos doing? Oh, lower body injury. Lower, but day to day. It's insane. Day to day, lower body. Like, Crosby <laughs> had like a, had a concussion. And got whacked in the head. They're like upper upper body injury. I'm like, <laughs> he got hit in the head. I know exactly what's wrong with him. Like it's so funny. Like they don't have to say anything. It's really 
it's really weird, like, why, like, the NFL has to report every little thing. I, I wonder if that, like, that seems to be a safer method, right? Like, you don't give anybody anything. They keep it all in-house. They report it direct to the league, like. And, uh, Brandon. Go ask. Let's, yeah. I got Colorado. Brandon, are you going Colorado, or do you think the plucky St. Louis Blues can pull off the upset? You know, let's 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 go for the Blues, man. Let's pull for the underdog one time. You know, why not? <laughs> why not? Who does that ever hurt, you know, pulling for the underdog? <laughs> I love it. I love it. We got a Blues fan here on the set. All right, we got one final game. It is the only Canadian on Canadian matchup we will have, except, no, that is it. It is the last one because there's no Canadian team in the Eastern Conference. The Battle of Alberta, Edmonton, and Calgary, which I'm going to say, if you want to watch something in this second round that's just going to entertain you, this is the series for you. Leon Dreisaitl. Connor McDavid with Edmonton, Johnny Goodrow, who doesn't get a lot of credit. I think the Flames are vastly underrated because of where they play, the fact that Colorado has dominated the West. In fact, I am willing to say right now, Calgary has the best chance to knock off Colorado in in terms of who's left in the Western Conference. I think Calgary wins this series because Jacob Markson the Calgary goaltender, far better than Mike Smith in Edmonton, who played well, but I think Markson's going to be the difference in this series. Agreed completely. I, I like, I, I hopefully it'll wake up the Mike Trout of the Hockey League to leave. Maybe one of those guys. I mean, Connor McDavid, just, just leave, dude. Like, you're not going to, you think you can, but it, it's not, it's not possible, I don't think. So, I mean, I'm going to go Calgary. I, the only thing that worries me is that Dallas series was so physical. Like, I, I don't know how they people didn't walk away in body bags. Like, I don't know. They were literally, like, when they went to the boards, it was with the intent to kill someone. That was all it was. Um, so, I will go Calgary. They're, they're coming off of game seven. And also, you know, Edmonton, they went through it too. So, I mean. Uh, like you said, they're something about the Flames, man. I, I think they have the best shot to knock out the Avs, but that's probably it. Brandon, I'm going to get you out on here here on this. Out of the four series we talked about, being sort of the not big hockey guy that Peyton and I are, which of the four series would you want to watch over if you had to pick one? Mm. Um. I kind of like Tampa and Florida. I, I like that pick. That, I like that. If I had to rank, that's probably the second series I'd want to watch. I mean, I Rangers are one, but I, I really like Calgary Edmonton. Like that, that's going to be a lot of fun. So that might be a one one A sort of thing. But Tampa mm-hmm. and Florida is right there for me. All right. Final thoughts, gentlemen, before we wrap up this opening kickoff podcast. For this week. Antonio Brown will never retire a Steeler. Ever. Well. Ah, I was wondering. Ever. Doesn't deserve it. At all. Don't. 
Dis- don't disrespect Dan Rooney and then get to come back and have it your way. I'm sorry. Hey, Mike T. Mike T had covered up a lot of shit for you. You got a lot of balls. Mm. Brandon, final thought. We need, we need to start bringing role players on national television to talk about Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. If, if I get it. I hate their lane. Yeah, I hate Chris Paul as much <laughs> as the next guy. I hate Chris Paul as much as the next guy, but like, let's let's be real. Like he he could beat Pat Bev with one hand. I mean, I saw him put forty on him this season. Like, I don't. It's nothing. I, it's nothing else I really need to see. But we will take Pat Beverly if you want to come on this podcast to respond. Nah, you're more than welcome nah, to. Nah, nah, I'm good. Matt Barnes can come on. I like Matt Barnes. <laughs> Matt Barnes is Matt Barnes is real. He lot he. We all knew the Kobe punch thing was a little fake, and he still wrote it. He said, "You know what? He. I don't want to talk about it. You know, he. Yeah. I. 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 You know, I couldn't make him flinch. That's all he said. All right, that's gonna do it for us next week. We have a very special announcement. We are all very excited about this, that we will have all the details for you next week. That's going to do it for us this week. Enjoy the NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs, baseball. If you watch the USFL, which I don't think any of us do. Oh, no. Hey. Here's- Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.